Hey y'all, it's your girl Mish and welcome to a new year of the episode Love Mish Podcast where I share my thoughts, opinions, and ramblings and sometimes I'll have guests but no subject is off limits. It's a billion people in the world and I'm just one of them. So welcome to my world and let the conversation continue. Up next we have Easter. Easter Sunday, April 12th. Okay, so ancientorigins.net, the ancient pagan origins of Easter. Easter is a festival and holiday celebrated by millions of people around the world who honor the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, described in the New Testament as having occurred three days after his crucifixion at Calvary. It is also the day that children excitedly wait for the Easter bunny to arrive and deliver their treats of chocolate eggs. Easter is a movable feast, which is chosen to correspond with the first Sunday following the full moon after the March equinox and occurs on different dates around the world since West churches use the Gregorian calendar while Eastern churches use the Julian calendar. Christians today celebrate Easter Sunday as the restoration of Jesus. They have a picture of Mary at the tomb and Jesus standing there. Most historians, including... Biblical scholars agree that Easter was originally a pagan festival. Dun, dun, dun. According to the New Unger's Bible Dictionary, the word Easter is one of Saxon origin. Estra, E-A-S-T-R-A, the goddess of spring, and whose honors sacrifices were offered about Passover time each year. Was Jesus a motherfucking sacrifice? Oh my God. Our whole history, it don't matter what continent you own, is full of ritualistic practices. And we are just like dumb little sheep running around here waiting to be picked up as a sacrifice y'all this shit just got real real we need to learn protection sigils spells and everything else to protect yourself yeah it's not a a physical battle it is a spiritual battle because it's witches and warlocks walking around here and we're clueless god witches wizards warlocks whatever you want to call them Uh, let me reread that again for the people in the back according to new unger's biblical dictionary the word easter is one of saxon origin estra the goddess of spring and whose honor sacrifices were offered about passover time each year Okay, by the 8th century, Anglo-Saxons had adapted the name to designate the celebration of Christ's resurrection. However, even among those who maintain that Easter has pagan roots, there's some disagreement over which pagan tradition the festival emerged from. Here we have explored some of those perspectives. I love that word because there's many and I want to know them all and see which one fits with me and my lifestyle and my state of understanding that I'm in at the present moment because that changes too 
Resurrections as a symbol of rebirth. One theory that has been put forward is that Easter's story of crucifixion and resurrection is symbolic of rebirth and renewal and retells the cycle of the seasons, the death and return of the sun. I listened to another guy. I'm giving y'all all my teachers from a few episodes. And his name, oh, I'm going to have to look up his name because he was the first one that came to me and I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Him and Seven Beaumont, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so lost. They're so advanced. I can't even keep keep up. What's the prerequisite? Because I don't understand. Um, And I forgot his name, but that's okay. I'm going to pull it up really quick because I have came back to him. Mr. Astrology on YouTube. But I want to get his name. I want to get his name. Because he says his name. I was just talking, talking, talking. I looked down. It was not recording. So when I clicked on his video to see his name, because the video comes up, even though it wasn't playing, it it, it can only play one audio at a time. And since it's recording me, it stopped recording me to focus on the YouTube, even though I didn't push play. But his name is Santo Bossarini. But if you look up Mr. Astrology on YouTube, it will come up. And he is an amazing. I'm just telling y'all, all my little amazing teachers. Um, but you have to get the pre-wet. When you listen to him, first time I listened to him, I thought he was the first teacher. He wasn't the first teacher. I came across Seven Bomar, and then he led me to him. To me, they're neck and neck. They know so much it's like having a PhD professor as your kindergarten teacher. And you're like, what the fuck? Can we go, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, is A, please? You up here telling me to do an APA essay and I ain't even got my alphabet together. So if you get your prerequisites together and learn and build your own foundation spiritually, because we're all supposed to be building our grimoire. They say grimoire is a book of spells, but to me, I think you need a grimoire for life. What have you learned in this life? What could you um used to flip back to and continue to grow upon um some people are really good keeping it in their mind i actually need visuals or you know i'm good with vision boards or i really love my phone i have all my notes and stuff on my phone but just something that i could reflect back on but to be able to pass it down to the next generation they shouldn't have to start from scratch you should be able to say this is what i did this is how far i got you know learn this or flip through this and go further baby I hate how our generations have to start over every single time. When you look at movies and stuff, they even pass down the Bible with the with the family member's name. We don't even keep people's names no more. It's just so unimportant. Not only that, what about what happened to recipe books? Nobody passed those down anymore. It's just like, damn. So, when I've been learning about witches and Wicca, they call it a grimoire, which is a personal book of spells. I I um I really want to learn about everything. So it's not just going to be spells and minds. You know, they call them cooking witches, green witches, whatever name you want to call it. Farmers don't resonate with witches. They just, they are good with growing crops. They call themselves farmers. So names don't really bother me. At the end of the day, you are what you are. You're exceptionally good with growing a seed into a beautiful plant. Some farmers have the biggest produce ever they have tricks that they've learned to do that my best friend has a beautiful garden i just told you she has a green thumb see all these names they're irrelevant at the end of the day what does it actually mean you're exceptionally well with plants 
we all should be able to grasp that title. We all need to eat, right? If something happens today or tomorrow, what would you do? Have to be at the mercy of the person that can plant because you didn't get the skill yourself? It's just I just think there's a lot that we should be focusing on that we just don't. If we're handicapping ourselves and nobody really is paying attention to that. Um, so don't let names discourage you, witch, wigger, demon. I don't give a crap. What does it mean? Because I could be that too. Okay? Murderer. I bet if it's somebody else or you, you'll kill their ass, so you will be deemed a murderer. Don't let these names frighten you. It is what it is. It's you or me. And nine times out of ten, I'm not ready to go yet, so I'm sorry it has to be you. You know? Um. So, yes, please look him up. I think I finally got it, go, though. The teacher will appear when the student is ready. The student is ready could mean a lot of things. Maybe it's, I can't even tell you about astrology because you don't even know your planets. Let me know that you're ready for your, you know, that you're putting in the work and then I can give it to you. Prime example, I was working. My mom had to drop me off. I always had a job because what you don't give me, okay, baby, boom, I'll get it for myself. So I will always need to ride to work. It finally came to the point where my parents got us cars, me and my sisters. Um, you know, pay my car note, pay my insurance, that's fine. She didn't just say, oh, you're 16, let me get you a car. I ain't got no job. Who finna pay this insurance? Who finna pay this car note? Okay, I guess you don't want no car then. No, I got me a job. This is how much I make. I can definitely afford a car and I can definitely afford insurance. Now, can you please help a sister out? So, if you prepare yourself and let universe know, like, look, look at what I prepare already, I think it will give it to you. I think if we look at it that way, that's how it is. Preparing for a home, getting your credit together, saving down for your deposit, learning the different rules, picking what bank you're going to use, finding a realtor. Get all of those things in order and the home is yours. I think we kind of focus on, I want a house, boom, the, the, the house falls in your lap. It's not like that. You have to prep for everything. I even think we should be prepping for kids, and we don't. We just kind of handle that at face value. My best friend gave me a book. It's from zero to five about being a mommy, and I know everything ain't in there. Trust me. But I'm reading the book. Hello. Want to be a mother one day. Um, And so I definitely wanted to prepare for that. You know, it's just me, so cooking is very, very easy. It's only my likes. I know what I want, and I'm going to get what I want, cook it, and I'm done. But to have a family, you have to learn other things. Okay, what will my spouse want to eat? Kids are very, very picky. What do these little gremlins want to eat? So just upping my cooking skills because I do want a family one day. And even though I want my husband to cook, and as soon as my kids can handle the stove safely, they're getting their ass in there too. But just making sure I'm putting together a cookbook for my family. So yes, universe, I want a family. I'm learning about kids. I'm learning about cooking, just handling my money better. I still want to be a boss babe. So learning how to set time aside for my friends and family and my business. Um, and even with work, making sure I set time aside for myself because you're not going to look out for me. I have to make sure that my vessel and my mind, my spirit is okay. You just want to make sure that I'm coming in and clocking in every day. But does anybody check on my mentality? You know what I mean? No. If my menstrual is on, I'm having a really hard day. Do y'all know anything about that? No. So I have to take it upon myself to do that. And I think I am going to go to my doctor and get some extra times off because I'm just out of commission. Once a month, leave me the fuck alone. Like, for real. My niece was just over here. 
<laughs> I had the kids for the weekend. And I hadn't packed lunch that day. So number one, if I don't eat, beware. So that was the first strike. Number two, my cycle has never, ever, ever changed. When this app says it's on, it's on. 28 days like clockwork. I've been doing my rituals and manifesting with the moon and just, you know, really thinking the moon, resonating with the moon and just learning more about my angels, ancestors and deities. And my cycle has changed first time ever. So I'm like, something ain't right. So I go to the bathroom. What the fuck? I have I'm, my period was not supposed to be coming on because you can ladies, you kind of know. And I'm like, it was not even time yet. I still have four more days. So, you know, you all, ladies were always prepared. So I was prepared or whatever. And I'm like, okay. So my cycle came on earlier. And I was wondering, like, I don't eat candy and sweets and stuff like that to, like, buy them on a regular. But I will get cake birthdays and holidays and stuff like that. And every month I have to get peanut m and I'm going to try to switch it to something else. But I'll be like, peanut m and So I had... I picked the, the kids were at the house when I came home and there was no food. So I was like, okay, we got to go grocery shopping. I know y'all going to be hungry. Like, let's go. So I went to Dollar Tree, let them pick out some things. Went to Publix, let them pick out some things. And I was um, going over the list with my niece and I was like, put peanut M&M's on there. <laughs> and then I looked down and I said, no, she was like, does the moon make you grumpy? <laughs> I said, maybe, because I was yelling at the people driving. And I was like, maybe, maybe the moon makes me grumpy. And then I said, baby, I am so sorry. I said, my cycle came on because she's part of the club now. I said, my, my fucking cycle came on. I said, baby, I'm hungry and my cycle came on. I need to eat and I need to get these M&Ms. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. Because I didn't know why she was like, does the moon make you grumpy? And I had to tell her that I'm sorry. So, guys, bear with us. There's definitely a change. They're talking about werewolves. And I think the true story behind that, no werewolves don't change under the moon. I think women change under the moon. Leave us the fuck alone. And I want to research women who've had babies under the moon. Is that a um, a pain-free birth? Because we literally are changing. Like, that time of the month, we're changing. So, if my time of the month has changed with the moon, I think there's a difference in that, too. Like, I was like, get out of the way. And I'm usually like that, but it be on, <laughs> but it be on level 10. Anyways, that was a whole nother podcast. I am so sorry, y'all. So let's get back. Um, let's get back to the Easter. I'm so mad. It made my screen stop and it had to to start start back up on my Easter. Okay, so let's see. Easter, Easter, Easter. Where did we stop off at? Ooh. Okay, so um here we will explore some of those perspectives. Resurrection as a symbol of rebirth. One theory that has been put forth is that the Easter story of crucifixion and resurrection is symbolic of the rebirth and renewal and retells the cycle of the seasons, the death and return of the sun. According to some scholars, such as Dr. Tony Nugent, teacher of theology and religious studies at Seattle University, if I do go back to school, this will what I, my focus will be theology and religion and Western medicine. So I said I wouldn't go back to school, but this is what I my heart would want to focus on. And 
it's not so much the school it's really the book so if i could just get the book list i can do it on, on my own i can i can i can study by myself i took online classes just tell me what i need to do tell me when it's due i'm, I'm good i could take it from there i remember going to class and the teacher read a powerpoint like this isn't pre-k what what you getting paid to do what so if you're thinking of a career professors honestly i might even look into it i could be an online freaking professor these are your assignments turn them in call me if you need me boom simple simple as fuck you're supposed to work smart, not hard. I don't care what these people say. And sometimes working hard just could be good time management, you know, good manners, good work ethic. Yes, I have that. So I don't have to say work hard because I'm, that's just automatically me. I'm a Jackson, I like to say. But um, smart, absolutely. I'm not going to reinvent no wheels. No, I'm not. No, I am not. You see Walmart, they got that self check out so instead of paying a cashier to ring your stuff up you ring your own stuff up for free and they're only paying one person to look at them 10 machines okay okay walmart i see you um so according to some scholars such as dr tony nugent teacher of theology and religious studies at seattle university and presbyterian minister the easter story comes from the summering legend of the moonzi to moons and his wife inania ishtar an epic myth called the Descent of Ananiah, found inscribed on cuneiform clay tablets dating back to 2100 BC. When Tamunes dies, Ishtar is grief-stricken and follows him to the underworld. Oh my God, we're just talking about this. In the underworld, she enters through seven gates. I'm about to drop this fucking phone. Oh my God. <laughs> Y'all, I'm telling you, the more you learn... Oh my God. Follows him to the underworld. She, in the underworld, she enters through seven gates and her worldly attire is, a, a, is, is removed. Naked and bowed low, she is judged, killed, and then hung on display. In her absence, the earth loses its fertility, crops cease to grow, and animals stop reproducing unless something is done. All life on earth will end. After Ananiah has been missing for three days, her assistant goes to other gods for help. Finally, one of them, Inky, creates two creatures. For the people in the back, Inky creates two creatures who carry the plant of life and water of life down. Plant of life, water of life, OMG. Plant of life, water of life down to the underworld. Sprinkling them on Ananiah and the Moonzi, resurrecting them. And giving them the power to return to the earth as the light of the sun for six months. After the six months are up, Tamunez returns to the underworld of the dead, remaining there another six months after another six months. And Ishtar pursues him, prompting the water god to rescue them both. Thus were the cycles of winter death and spring life. Let me read that again. Resurrecting him and giving the power to return to earth as the light of sun for six months. After the six months are up, Tamunez returns to the underworld of the dead, remaining there for another six months. And Eshtar pursues him, prompting the water god to rescue them both. Thus were the cycles of winter, death, and spring life. Now... 
my teacher, and I'm going to do a whole podcast on this, Miss Sharita, who my sister introduced me to, went over astrology with me and opened my eyes to the world of um was it the Aztecs and cuneiform and they talked about inky and lil and lil and all like that see i don't have the best memory in the world but i i know it for me but regurgitating it for someone else i have to give sources because it's like i already read this now you need to go you need to go find it. But I'm not the best regurgitator. I don't even know streets where I live. So I know it's not just because of this. It's me. It's just how I'm built in general. And I think I'm okay with that because ha- I haven't tried to change it. Um, let's see. So the gods. Sumerian. I was so wrong. Sumerian. So... The names were like Enlil, Inky, no, I'm the initial head of all gods, Enlil, who succeeded, known as the most important god, the king of heaven and earth, the father of the gods, and the king of all the gods, designed the universe. Inky further developed and carried out Enlil plans, Ninershag, mother of all living beings. I mean... It's amazing, huh? And it makes me mad that the shit they teach us is so far from what we should be really learning. So, oh, I'm glad I clicked on this. There's a show called The American Gods, and it will give you a good good foot to stand on because it definitely goes over these if, if you have an open mind. Um, And then there's another website, godchecker.com. It lists all the guys, y'all, over 4,000. I'm not even done yet. I just click on different ones because I get bored really easy. So I clicked on the saints for the Catholics, and it's so many saints that were just different people in history. They make, made sure their name were in the books for different things that they did in the name of Christ and stuff like that. Um, it goes over Egyptian, you know, godchecker.com. They go over everything, but Sumerian is the is the... Um, the religion that talks about them and you can go to realhistoryww.com to see the story that i'm talking about i just thought to me it was so interesting i printed it out i gave it to my sisters like i'm such a sharer I, I i will never keep this shit to myself i don't think you're supposed to um so i just share and whoever's meant to be it'll hit them and the good thing about podcasts it'll be here forever or until this platform is up and whoever clicks on it even if I'm long and gone, you'll still be able to read the fruits of the labor or the podcast, so to speak. So I do remember reading about that story. Um, so see how even though the story was about the gods, it still was about nature. So even though we start to worship nature, like, okay, when they come back, that spring, it talks about spring and winter, but there's actually gods behind that. You know what I mean? After the six months are up, Tamunez returns to the underworld of the dead, remaining there for six months. And Ishtar pursues him, causing the water god to rescue them, which is the cycles of winter, death, and spring life. 
and even before that resurrecting them sprinkling onto them the water of life and the plant of life giving them power to return to earth as the light of the sun for six months that is a whole fucking god that is a being it's not just light do you see what the motherfucking light is doing trees is growing when i it be so cold in my building i actually go outside and stand under the sun and it feels like I'm a fucking plant. I feel energy. I feel better. I'm absorbing something. And I can't even describe it. But my body definitely feels it. So it's not just for the plants. It's for us too. It's an energy thing. So that tells you how powerful that is. The sun's supposed to be. And I don't believe they ask. But how many miles away. And it's doing that. And it's affecting us through our atmosphere, through the clouds, through the sky, however many, many miles from the stratosphere to the ground, it's, it's penetrating us. I don't know, y'all. I think this is the era of truth and knowledge, and they cannot hide it anymore. It literally says, giving them the power to return to earth as the light of the sun. Boom. So, yeah, they say get close to nature. Get close to your gods. I think that's the real truth behind it. Because nature is them. You see, when he gone, it's winter. Everybody, winter's nice, but ain't nothing thriving. If it was winter year long, we wouldn't be able to eat. Nothing would be growing in certain areas of the planet. You know what I mean? We need the sun. Winter can't. Winter can't be 24. We would not survive. What are we going to eat? Uh, the greenhouse is only going to work for so long. They still need the sun shining down on them. A greenhouse just helps maximize a little bit of light and sunlight that is coming down and traps it. But if you take that out of the picture, the green there's no fucking greenhouse if there's no light. And if, there, if there's no warmth. So, I don't know, y'all. It's... Yes, we're supposed to get in tune to nature, but it's, it's more to that. It, I'm going to just read that one more time for the people in the back. Finally, one of them, Inky, creates two creatures who carry the plant of life and water of life down to the underworld, sprinkling them on Ananiah and Amunzi, resurrecting them and giving them the power to return to earth as the light of the sun for six months. And then above that, the earth loses its fertility, crops, and cease to grow and animals stop reproducing. Unless something is done, all life on earth will end. Did you, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Okay. So let's keep going. Dr. Nur- Dr. Nunjan is quick to point out that drawing parallels between the story of Jesus and the epic of Ananias doesn't necessarily mean that they weren't a real person, Jesus, who was crucified, but rather that, rather that if there was the story about it, it's structured and embellished in accordance with a pattern that was very ancient and widespread. The Sumerian God... Okay, so remember, if you listen to my other podcast, they already said how... Whoever the Catholics decided to mix in the pagan holidays rather than to abolish them altogether. Here we go. So you're going to mix in Jesus with Eshtar versus saying don't worship Eshtar. You just gave us something new, Jesus. 
to redirect our energy when there's really a true meaning behind that. This is so sad. That's like if I wrote a song, and this is how the movie, um, it was a movie, The Day of the Dead by Disney, where he made the song, the songwriter made the song, and the singer got famous. And the songwriter wanted to go back home to his family and his little girl. But the singer knew that he needed a songwriter to succeed. So he poisoned him. But all this time, people thought those were his real songs. So that's like, for example, if I make a song, somebody else is taking credit for it. You're worshiping. Let's say I wrote all Beyonce songs. All of them. And I know nowadays writers, they hire people. I mean, it's a gig. It is what it is. And she around here saying those are her songs, but I wrote them. So she's getting all the credit and the glory, and I'm not. That's kind of how this is. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, but it's really about Ishtar. Like, what the fuck? This is a very wicked place. I don't know why it's so important to hide the truth or misconstrue the truth. I just don't understand. Uh, Give credit what credit is due. I just cannot wrap my mind about that. understanding is very important to me it just helps me get it even if it's wrong i could just be like oh okay that person is a sick individual oh i get it it doesn't make it right it just helps me understand but there's nothing that'll help me understand it boils my blood like okay 50 shades of gray the boy was abused okay they would put cigarettes on him and his mom you know he saw his mom get beat up and different stuff like that that affects what happens to you in your youth it never leaves you. If you don't conquer those demons, they'll just become bigger demons, bigger than you as an adult. Because they've been grown for so long. Um, so he, a rich lady ended up taking him in. And one of her friends, well-to-do woman, made him her, his, her it, he was her submissive. So her sex toy, basically. And that was the only way that he um, resonated with love. The love that she gave him physically, which her method of love wasn't just love making. She had a whole dungeon type shit, whips and stuff. So pain equaled love for him. When he met the girl, he fell in love with her so much because she like, hell, this ain't it. She loved her romance books and stuff. She's like, this, why does pain equate to love to you? And he had to just finally break down and tell her. So she showed him a new way of love and life. And that was just a beautiful story. And I didn't look at it for so long because, oh, in the Christian world, it's evil, yada, yada, yada. It's just so much stuff I have to go back and look at and just form my own opinion versus you telling me. And you're so wrong. What you told me was so wrong. There was nothing wrong with that movie. I actually love that movie. I actually love that world. And I'm learning about that world for myself to see if I'm interested in it. Some people like to be tied up and to be suspended from the ceiling. Um, we all kind of know about candle play, but there's different, different avenues of BDSM. And I'm definitely... Like, I'm in the wrong place, though. Because, like, in Atlanta, Miami, I'm sure, California, there's places you can go and experience this. I don't think Jacksonville is it, but, okay. I digress. Let me get back to it. That's a whole nother, that's one of my Misha at Night podcasts. Okay. So, but rather, if there was the story about it, it's structured and embellished in accordance with the pattern that was very ancient and widespread. The Sumerian goddess Ananiah is known outside of Mesopotamia by her Babylonian name Ishtar. 
In ancient Cananea, Ishtar is known as Astari, and her counterparts in the Greek and Roman pantheons are known as Aphrodite and Venus. Oh my God. Same person, y'all. Okay, let's start from the beginning. Ishtar, Babylonian, Ishtar, Canaanite, Ashtart, A-S. Okay, so let me spell it. I-S-H-T-A-R is Babylonian. A-S-T-A-R-T-E is Canaanite. Greek and Roman. Okay, let me start with Greek. Greek is Aphrodite, A-P-H-R-O-D-I-T-E. Roman, Venus, V-E-N-U-S. What? Same person, different cultures. Are you fucking kidding me? It's like the more I learn... Let me just continue. In the 4th century, when Christians identified the exact site in Jerusalem where the empty tomb of Jesus had been located, they selected the spot where a temple of Aphrodite, Ashtar, Ishtar, Ananias stood. I love how they put all the names together. They selected the spot where a temple of Aphrodite, Ashtar, Ishtar, Ananias stood. You are not worshiping Jesus. Oh, my God. All the people that pilgrimage there. This was the tomb of Jesus. Hello. This was the tomb of Aphrodite. Okay. Or not the tomb, a temple. This is where honey was worshipped. The temple was torn down. And the sole church of the Holy Spectrum was built. The holiest church in the Christian world. I wonder why it was so holy. I bet some magical shit was happening there. And not because of the whole Christian name. Because it was still holy ground from Aphrodite. You know what? I needed this. This was a beautiful, 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 beautiful. Reading. Let me keep going. During Nugai, Dr. Nugai points out the story of Ananias and Nemunzi is just one of the number of accounts of dying and rising gods that represent the cycle of seasons and stars. For example, the resurrection of, e- of the Egyptian Horus, the story of Mithras, who was worshipped at springtime, the tale of Dionysus, resurrected by his grandmother. Among these stories are prevailing themes of fertility conception renewal descent into darkness and the triumph of light over darkness or good over evil easter as a celebration of the goddess of spring a related perspective is that rather than being a representation of the story of ishtar easter was originally a celebration of Ishtari, goddess of spring also known as orstar orstar or Ishtari. one of the most revered aspects of Oshref for both ancient and martyred observers is a spirit of renewal. Celebrated at the spring equinox on March 21st, Ashtar marks the day when light is equal to darkness and will continue to grow. As the brighter of light, after a long dark winter, the goddess was often depicted with the hare, an animal that represents the arrival of spring as well as the fertility of the season. According to Jacob Grimm's Mythology, the idea of resurrection was ingrained with the celebration of Ostrai. Ostrai, Ostrai seems therefore to have been the divinity of the radiant dawn, of upspringing light, a spectacle that brings joy and blessings, whose meaning could be easily adapted by the resurrection day of the Christian God. 
Most analysts of the origin of the word Easter agree that it was named after estuary, an ancient word meaning spring. Through many European languages, uses one form of another of the Latin name for Easter, Pashika, which is derived from the Hebrew Pishak, meaning Passover. Mm, mm, mm. Origins of Eastern customs. The most widely practiced customs of Easter Sunday relate to the symbol of the rabbit, Easter bunny, and an egg. And outline, as outlined previously, the rabbit was a symbol associated with Orsh Day, representing the, the beginning of springtime. Likewise, the egg has come to represent spring, fertility, and renewal. In Germanic mythology, it is said that Ostra healed a wounded bird she found in the woods by changing it into a hare. Still particularly a bird, the hare showed its gratitude to the goddess by laying eggs as a gift. The Encyclopedia Britannica clearly explains the pagan traditions associated with the egg. The egg as a symbol of fertility and of renewed life goes back to the ancient Egyptians and Parisians who had also who, who had also the custom of coloring and eating eggs during the spring festival. Wow. In ancient Egypt, an egg symbolized the sun, while for the Babylonians, the egg represented the hatching of Venus, Ashtar, who fell from, her, from heaven to the Euphrates. So where does the tradition of an egg-toiling Easter bunny come from? The first reverence can be found in the German text dating back to 1572 AD. Don't worry if the Easter bunny escapes you. Should we miss his eggs, we will cook the next. The text reads, But it wasn't until the tradition made its way to the United States via the arrival of German immigrants that the custom took on its current form. By the end of the 19th century, shops were selling rabbit-shaped candies, which later became chocolate bunnies we have today, and children were... Being told the story of the rabbit that delivers baskets of eggs, chocolate, and other ca candy on Easter morning. In many Christian traditions, the custom of giving eggs at Easter celebrates new life. Christians remember that Jesus, after dying on the cross, rose from the dead, showing that life could be won over death. For Christians, the egg is a symbol of the tomb in which the body of Jesus was placed. While cracking the egg represents Jesus' re resurrection. Oh my God. In the Orthodox tradition, eggs are painted red to symbolize the blood of Jesus shed on the cross. <clears throat> Regardless of the very ancient origin of the symbol of the egg, most people agree that nothing symbolizes renewal more perfectly than the egg, round, endless, and full of the promise of life. While many of the pagan customs associated with the celebration of spring were at one stage practiced alongside Christian Easter traditions, they evenly came to the observed within Christianity as a symbol of the resurrection of Jesus. Ha. The first council of Nicaea, 325, established the date of Easter as the first Sunday after the full moon, the Paschal full moon. Girls, shut up. They even following the moon, y'all. The first Sunday after the full moon, following the March equinox, whether it is observed as a religious holiday commemorating the resurrection of Jesus Christ or a time frame for families in the Norman Hemisphere to enjoy the coming of spring and celebrate with eggs decorating and Easter bunnies, the celebration of Easter still retains the same spirit of rebirth and renewal as it has for thousands of years. Mm. I have one more, but that one was so long. I'm sorry, y'all. It was so good. I didn't want to leave it out. Okay, so the other one comes from, 
Um, come on. Uh, Listverse. Listverse.com. I just had it on there. I wonder why it changed. Labor Day, Mardi Gras, November, Valentine's Day, Patrick's Day. Oh, maybe it wasn't that one. It wasn't. My bad. Um, Timeanddate.com. Many churches hold special services on Easter Sunday, which celebrate Jesus' resurrection after his crucifixion. Many people also decorate eggs. These can be hard-boiled eggs that can be eaten later, but many also be molded eggs made of plastic, chocolate, candy, or other materials. It's also common to organize Easter egg hunts. Eggs of some form are hidden supposedly by a rabbit or hare. People, especially children, then search for them. In some areas, Easter egg hunts are a popular way for local businesses to promote. Easter egg hunts are a popular way for local businesses to promote themselves. But the people in the back. Or may even be organized by the churches. Shut your mouth. The same church that calls it pagans and don't celebrate it. Promote it. Local businesses promote themselves or may even be organized by churches. They all in cahoots. The blindfold is off, honey. Easter Sunday is not a federal holiday, but a number of stores are closed in many parts of the U.S. In pagan times, many groups of people organized spring festivals. Many of these celebrated the rebirth of nature, the return of land to fertility, and the birth of many young animals. These are the origins of Easter eggs that we still hunt for and eat. In Christian times, the spring began to be associated with I'm so sick of saying that. Um, Good Friday and the resurrection is remembered on Easter Sunday. The idea of the resurrection joint with the ideas of rebirth and pagan beliefs. Boom, baby. There I go again. Joint with the ideas of rebirth and pagan beliefs. Okay. For people with strong Christian beliefs, the cross that Jesus was crucified on and his resurrection are important symbols of the period around Easter. Other symbols of Easter include real eggs, eggs of man- manufactured from range of materials such as necks, lambs, rabbits, or hares. Sometimes these symbols are combined, for example, in candy molds, egg, rabbits, or hare. Young animals are thought to represent the rebirth and the return of fertility of nature in the spring. I needed every bit of that, y'all. I needed every bit of that. Okay. So that completes Easter. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Mish. And welcome to a new year of the episode, Love Mish Podcast, where I share my thoughts, opinions, and ramblings. And sometimes I'll have guests, but no subject is off limits. It's a billion people in the world, and I'm just one of them. So welcome to my world and let the conversation continue. Thanks a million for listening. You can reach me on all my other social media platforms by visiting my link tree, which is luv.mesh. I hope you have a better than great day. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye.